Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. Good evening, SOBs, and welcome back to Stream of Blood. I'm your host and storyteller, Jared Logan, and I am so happy and proud to present tonight's game to you. Uh, Tonight, you have tuned in to Vampires of Pittsburgh. This is our 24th session of Vampires of Pittsburgh, and we are deep into our second season already with with the third episode of our second season. We are are now Anarchs. Our coterie of PCs is leading an Anarch band, and we are getting into uh, kind of strategy sessions where our PCs get to decide who they're going to target next uh, in Pittsburgh to kind of further their goals as Anarchs. It's really fun and really exciting. Let's play. I mean, like, uh, let me give a brief recap. Um, You guys uh, infiltrated an Anarch movement last season. Then you took it over. You you uh, unseated the current leader, Erasmus. You took over his band of 40 or so Anarchs. After the events that ended last season, there were only about like uh, 17, 19 Anarchs left. Uh, but they, they're sticking in. They're staying with you and with the elder vampire that you're working with, Mary. Um, and so um, you guys have decided to uh, protect this little family forward this movement, topple the Camarilla that controls Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and to do that, you've been kind of taking shot at different targets. Initially, you decided to attack a coterie of vampires, of Camarilla vampires called the Blood Dance. And in the last two sessions, you uh, infiltrated their nightclubs that they control. That, that was the Blood Dance's territory. Um, you did this uh, by having Jen Brown use a Thin blood alchemy power that changed her physical sex so that she was not recognizable to them. She then seduced question mark a uh, vampire named Misery who was a dominatrix, got into their camp, led Curtis and Miles there, and then you guys did an attack on that haven, but you made it look like it was the Nosferatu, and the reason you did this is. Jen Brown learned from the thumb drive she originally got from the prince in our very first episode that the Nosferatu and the Blood Dance would maybe have reason to have beef with each other, though the Blood Dance took over some of the Nosferatu's territory years ago. Where we left you guys is you escaped from that haven. (laughs) You escaped from that haven and... Uh, you headed into Polish Hill. Uh, you tried to lead them on a merry chase into Polish Hill, the, the cults that followed the blood dance, uh, their minions. You led them into Polish Hill to kind of pin it further on the Nosferatu. And it seems that you were successful. You you broke into a suburban house that was for sale 
and you locked yourself in the hot water heater uh, room in the basement. And um, Miles was with you, <laughs> lacking mi- lacking Miles tonight uh, for reasons beyond our control. Uh, and if you play a game at home, you know that this is what always happens. You've got to have creative strategies for working around this. And I'm going to uh, rule that we are going to find out how you escaped from that house and got back to your haven and the other Anarchs with just a couple quick rolls. We're going to kind of say that was the end of that story. Tonight, we're going to have more of a downtime session where you guys kind of work on your own plots, decide on your next move. Uh, But first, we're going to see how well you escaped from Polish Hill. So uh, first, I want to return a point of willpower to both of your characters. Thank you very much. Oh, we just get uh, one back, so huh? Because I used so yeah. much. <laughs> I think we both did last time. Well, there will be ways to get more back during the session, but right now you only get the one back because it's a new session. Um, and then the next thing I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to rule that, you know, you did have to slumber while you were in that room with that hot mm. water heater. You uh, effectively become dead. You guys were almost falling falling under into your slumber while you were trying to uh, get into that room. Uh, and so now you're all kind of tucked into a room underneath a house that's for sale uh, <laughs> and in like a carpeted basement. The whole house has been flipped and redone. You're kind of, you know, squashed back in this room with a hot water heater with Ruby with you. And and as uh, dusk, uh, as dusk, as the sun goes down and dusk uh, falls uh, the next night, I want to rouse roll. Now, that's interesting because Curtis, what's your hunger at? You were so hungry. I'm I'm at four. If I I fail this, something bad will happen. That's right. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now. Well, that's exactly what I had. If your hunger reaches five, something horrible happened when you escaped. We've already decided that you escaped. Right. We already decided Mm -hmm. you're going back to Brownsville Hospital tonight. But what happened? Let's find out with a rouse roll. Uh, Let's start with that. Can uh, both of you give me a rouse roll to see if your hunger goes up? I succeeded, so I think I'm at a hunger of two still. Okay, that's good. Throw them bones. Come on. Oh, no. Okay. It was a failure, Jared. Yes, it was. Okay, so um, here's what happened. Um, Remember that real estate agent I mentioned last time? Mm -hmm. Well, he was still kind of kicking around the house when dusk fell. And when Curtis, yeah, when Curtis came, you know, you all awoke Miles, Jen, and uh, you noticed that Curtis had just like leapt out of the room you had all been in. And uh, when you got up the stairs, there was just a sea of blood. (laughs) And Curtis had just fed on the real estate agent I mentioned last time, drained him completely. Yeah. Uh, So that means Curtis that you do get some of your hunger uh, to go away. Uh, Yeah. And let's see, how much do you get for a full full person here? I think you, I think you can lose, like if you kill someone at your blood potency, you go down to one, but let me, let me make sure. I didn't like his bus bench ads anyway. Well, I'm actually being really nice because often when you go to Hunger 5, it can actually be worse than that. But um, I think in this particular case, 
it all fits together, right? We know that real estate agent was kind of bumping around. He was a mm-hmm. minor character, and now he's dinner. Uh, you guys <laughs> get to the top of the stairs, Miles and Jen, and uh, and you know uh, this real estate agent is just torn to pieces in Curtis's hands. Curtis is sitting there with blood all over his face. Can I have canonically that it's like he? It's right next to like a easel with his headshot. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like in a headshot. Of like, yeah, he's like this, <laughs> and then the in your arms, he's like the king of Polish Hill, and his head is just like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, Mr. Lipnicki, the king of Polish Hill, and um, <laughs> you um, you unfortunately may take a stain for a frenzy murder. Oh, okay, uh, you're taking a stain. It's hard to be a vampire. Yeah, so that's that that goes against my humanity. It does. Yeah, it it it, it so. Um, and now we're going to do this this flashback very quickly. We're going to move through it. Now you need to get home. Um, and uh, I'm going to make the difficulty four because of what Curtis has just done. Uh-huh. So um, I would suggest like getting home, getting out of Polish Hill, getting back to your haven quietly, discreetly. It can be a wits plus streetwise or a wits plus stealth roll. But the difficulty is going to be four. Now, no matter what you get home, you don't get stopped. There's not, you know, nobody stops you. But I know that something has gone wrong if you don't get all four successes. Is this okay. a collective role? It is. So that means if people are helping one of you, you get an extra die for each person. And I will give you the Miles Vanderbuck dice uh, okay. for this. Uh, so, uh, and I'm only suggesting Wits Plus Streetwise or Wits Plus uh, Stealth. Um, I that's, think good that- for, that's good for yours truly. I have three. I can't do a different role than than the gentleman, can I? I can't. You can simply add a die to his role. Would you like to do that? Like oh. your presence, the fact that you're helping out. Yeah, I looked up the cooperation rules today because um, I was thinking of this. And it turns out as long as you just help him out, we can just give him an extra die. Okay. Is that, so do you think that's better than me do, rolling three of my own, though? If I if I uh, if I do wits plus um, streetwise, that gets me to six dice. Oh, and then if Miles is giving you a die, does that give you to seven? That gives me to seven. But you need four successes, right? And so because you're covered in blood and just murdered a dude. (laughs) Well, good thing you got willpower back. We'll see if you make it. Uh, Yeah, I've got okay. Uh, One more question: Since I drained Lipnicki, since I I drained him, (laughs) yeah. What's my hunger at now? Um, oh yeah, I think that we're gonna uh, we're gonna take it down to one because you drained someone completely. Oh, how satisfying! So I'm rolling seven. Does 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 uh, Jen also add a die? Or does it go up to eight, or is it just one? Um, I think Jen, Jen's adding a die, and Miles is adding a die. Each of them. Okay, so then, then I'm yeah. then I'm rolling eight dice. Oh, okay, great. That's that they, That's you just have to get half of them to be successes, and you in your in you. Got out of this free and clear. Come on, baby. Four successes. Hey, there you on go. The money. Okay, Woo. so um, I think that the next night Dylan is actually waiting, uh, like driving around the neighborhood in a car. And as you guys are like mm-hmm. creeping around in the bushes, she pulls up and is like, "Holy shit, get in!" <laughs> you guys <laughs> hop in the back, and she gets you back to Brownsville Hospital. And so um, tonight, I'm just holding Ruby like a support animal, just like caked. In <laughs> yeah. Um, Miles tells you, and I won't do the Miles voice. Miles tells you that he has some business he needs to take care of, 
and he might he might be gone for a couple nights. Um, and you'll find out when he comes back what that business was. Uh, but he is going to leave uh, for at least this session. And in the meantime, you guys are back in the Haven. Um, and um, just describe to me what you do when you get back. I mean, after that experience, after that amazing, incredible, horrifying experience. <laughs> um, hmm. Well, I guess I, I'm curious what the other Anarchs are up to, what the lay of the land is with everyone. Right. Um, so yeah, the minute you walk in, um, it, let's say Kenya, it like, uh, runs up to you and is like, Mary says that, uh, we can have a communion, um, tonight if, uh, you're ready for it. Good. Yeah. People are pretty hungry. Of course. She looks yeah. at you and I'm sure some of us are. She just doesn't say anything and heads back into the hospital. Um, you see them milling about. I mean, uh, the Rhodes and his boys are like literally like doing target practice with automatic weapons, uh, which is very loud. Yeah. Um, against like a back wall, a back courtyard wall in the parking lot of the old hospital uh, and laughing their asses off. Um, uh, inside, you see uh, Thana talking to Circe. Um the two, uh, Ithana is the Nosferatu. Uh, right. Yes. And uh, Circe is someone we haven't really talked to a lot, but she's kind of about, thinks of herself as like a punk witch. Um, they've been trying to, trying at least to hang out with you a lot, uh, Jen Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of sitting and talking quietly. Everybody has a different room in the hospital now, uh, and they've made them up so that parts of the hospital look like what's behind me. It still looks like that in a lot of spaces, but everybody's room is kind of cleaned up to their liking now. Um, so when you go in, it looks like an abandoned building, but when you go into people's individual rooms or say into the surgery or the laboratory where you guys like maybe did your alchemical ritual a couple sessions ago, Jen Brown, you see that it has been cleaned up and prepared to work in. Um, so uh, we should debrief how your mission went. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. the mission against I the think, dance. I think that was a success. We did what we set out to do. Yeah, right? I I'm definitely curious. think as leaders of this movement, we're going to spin it like, like a success. <laughs> right. Well, that's my first question. I think we put a banner that says mission accomplished behind <laughs> us. You know? yeah. yeah. You're not even, uh, you're not even kind of uh, aware that Mary has kind of creeped up behind you and she says, you have returned. Yes. Yeah. One of your number is missing. He's fine. He had some um, business of his own to attend to. Yeah. Shall we discuss? Yes. Uh, First, I would like to, um, and I I think I want to go back to being Jen. I don't think I want to be James anymore for now. Very well. Shall I gather the women? Please. I will meet you in the laboratory. I have to do the same thing to go back. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's permanent until you do the same thing to go back. Just wait. Okay. Hold on. Does this mean I'm never not going to be a thin blood anymore? Um, I. Don't I can't tell you that right this second. You should okay. just try. 
Okay. You just try it and see what happens. Okay. Mm. Um. So, uh, yeah, they gather the women. Uh, Kenya, who is a thin blood herself. Um, uh, Thana, Mary. Um, who else? Circe. Um, all of these women come in, and uh, let's see—is that enough? How many? According to the ritual, how many people? I think it was five. It was five, right? Right. We have Miles, five. Curtis, and then I picked three other guys from the. Yeah, there like was Dutch Bob and Smokey. Uh, I think Bob wasn't Dutch included. It was like no, no, no. Dutch and Smokey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, are you sure you don't? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think that uh, let's see with uh, y- you know you uh, well let's see. With uh, Mary, uh, Thana, uh, Circe, and Kenya, that's four. Oh, and Dylan can help. Oh, and she's, Dylan, right. Yeah. She's, she's female. So um, you are now all in uh, the laboratory. And once again, they uh, each uh, slit their wrists. Uh, and uh, Dylan's like, I'm not doing that. She just pricks her finger with a little knife that she has. And she's like, this will have to be enough and squeezes in a drop. Uh, and Mary is like, it will suffice child. And Mary cuts open her hand, which looks like it's made of onyx. And the blood that comes out of that literally seems to steam as it falls into the urn. What's going to um, happen to me? Um, and uh, now you are handed the urn, uh, Jen Brown. I'm okay. sorry, James Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to try an experiment at some point where I mix genders because gender is a social construct, baby. So what would happen if we did female and male? Anyway, I'll drink from the urn. That experiment can definitely happen. Um, you drink from the urn and once again, like, it's like, it's like blood starts pouring out of James Brown's eyes, his mouth, his nose, his ears, every orifice. And soon Jen Brown, uh, James Brown can feel his skin peeling off and all of it pulling away. Like it's a big makeup job from a movie studio. Like <laughs> ah, you rip it off and underneath is Jen Brown. And I can tell you that Jen Brown does not need to get pink because she is already pink. Great. Um, okay. And Brown has been returned to thin blood status. I miss being a thin blood. Being a full blood vampire is way too stressful. You're <laughs> telling me. <laughs> yui, yui. Um, so, um, Mary says, who would you like to inform about your recent battles? I think we should tell everyone, right? It's a collective. They all deserve to know. I will gather them for communion. Uh, and she moves out. And, of course, the hospital has like a, a kind of a main entrance hall uh, that leads. Uh, if you go down that hallway a while, you leads off into a operation, one of those surgical amphitheaters. Mm. This is where uh, you can now talk to them. It's almost like a Greek amphitheater a little bit um, except that there's a little bit more of a wall height uh, up to where you're talking to them um, can Curtis and, and I have an aside before we address the absolutely. assembly yeah. sounds sound smart you should yeah go ahead I want to make sure we have our story straight because my main concern is Mary 
we went in with the attempt to redeem and things went out of hand. I don't know how she's going to respond to that. Yeah. Well, I guess whoever we, um, whoever we struck was, uh, irredeemable. She's not going to keep taking that answer for long. Well, are we going to have to start bringing people to her? How, I mean, you were working on, it sounds like you were working on that, uh, that misery lady, would she still, uh, see you? I mean, you'd have to go through all that again. Yeah, I don't know. My goal was to get closer to her and try to learn more about her, but I didn't really see the curveball of being made into a cleaning slave. Um, <laughs> we can try, but I think we need a response for her. For when she inevitably asks why we haven't brought anyone back to be redeemed yet. I mean, what are we supposed to say? It was, it was us or them. We're gonna. We can't. We can't exactly sit down and have a conversation with somebody when they're gonna move on as like an invisible, shape-shifting predator and rip our fucking throat out. <laughs> We then did we might thing. need we, to. We, we've maybe pitted them against each other. This is a win for us. This takes the spotlight off us for a second. So now we can maybe do something that requires a little more patience, like turn someone over to our side so that uh, the missus is happy. I just need us to remember that all of this is tenuous and we don't control her. <gasps> no, we're tied to a fucking bomb. And we just got to make sure we don't light the fuse. So whatever we do next, it's got to make her happy. We might need to bring her along. Yeah. Um, a door opens and um, uh, one of the Anarchs is like, they're ready for you. All right. Did we lose Ross? Looks like we did. Hopefully he will rejoin us in a moment. Oh, very good. Well then, uh, Jen Brown. Oh, oh there it is. Hey. Uh, it happens. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, did, did you, I, I'm sorry. I think I interrupted you and told you your audience was ready for you before you had decided exactly what you're going to say. I guess as your storyteller, I would say in some ways it comes down to lying or telling the truth, right? I mean, uh, but maybe there's a, there's another layer or, or, or you would tweak that a little bit. Um, what are you going to tell them? I think I'm going to tell them the truth. Yeah. Great. Um, inside the surgical amphitheater, um, they're all waiting for you. Um, some are watching anxiously and excitedly as you enter. Others are playing it cool. The, the rednecks are leaned back with their feet up on uh you know the row in front of them um mary uh says they have returned having fought another battle in their great crusade tell me jen brown 
and Curtis Krieger, that you have brought a brother or sister further along the path of redemption this night. <laughs> Tell us. Okay. <laughs> we have good news to report. We've put a chink in the Camarilla's armor. There is a conflict between two clans, and we have stoked the flames to turn their attention away from us and on each other. Our attempt was to gather more people to our cause. So, and I look at Mary, so that we may redeem those who have not yet accepted the angels inside of them. Unfortunately, things are not always so clear cut. And in my attempt to bring a new sister into our fold, I was almost discovered. And so we had to act quickly. We've gained a strategic advantage, but for now we've lost the opportunity to bring someone to our side. I regret that. My goal Cloth is to- Warrior speaks up. I'm sorry, Jen Brown, but he, he interrupts you just like I just did. Uh, mm-hmm. Apologies. Um, he says, uh, which two clans? Blood Dance and the Nosferatu. I see. Um, him and uh, some of the warrior guys, uh, they look at each other kind of pleased, like, oh, that was good strategy. Uh, Mary, it, her face is impassive. You can't tell how she's reacting to all of this. But what I would like from you, if you don't mind, is a persuade roll. Um, or, uh, let's see. I, yeah. yeah. Can Curtis add something? Do you, do you have a... I, all right, yeah, I, I could if say it, a little bit and add to it. Absolutely, I think so. Once, once I hear Mary's preamble, I'm, I'm maybe a little more like, okay, um, as they continue to lose faith in each other, as they continue to lose faith in the ties that bind them to these, to their clan structure, to the Camarilla itself, they will seek a more stable faith a truer faith. The discord that we spread among them will make them look for accord elsewhere. The accord is like, hell yeah, man. And I, I hear that, I'm just like, God damn it. But I don't share that. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, while Curtis is speaking, can I try to clock Mary to see, or is she still cold as ice? Is impassive, cold okay. as ice, a statue, as a, as she often looks, uh, like an onyx statue. Um, I think that was great. Either of you can roll charisma plus uh, leadership or persuasion, your choice, and the other one adds a die, and the role-playing was so good, go ahead and add an extra die. Mm. Uh, I have six to play with. I'll add one to you then. Okay. <laughs> Great. And then add another one. Uh, so that's eight. And I, I, I just, I'm going to give it because that was very well reasoned out. And then you went out and you, yeah, go for it. I only got two successes. Is that enough to do anything? 
Interesting. Well, I was going to go, this was going to be one of those roles where I see how many successes you get okay. uh, and decide based on that. And uh, I already was sort of reacting, you know, uh, the way the Anarchs are reacting. You know, they seem pleased. Uh, they seem excited. Even like uh, Kenya or like Bob are like kind of like, you know, like they seem positive. But um, Mary remains impassive. Yep. Uh, but she steps forward now. Mm-hmm. And as she does, she begins. She begins a sermon while holding the urn. And you realize that this is the beginning of a communion. Uh, and she tells the story of Cain. Uh, I'm going to, while she's speaking, uh, hold my hands together and close my eyes and bow my head to try to be deferential and reverent to her. Very good. Um, yes. Yeah, same, uh, same, same. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, huh? Watching it, I look up, clock, Jen, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, great. So um, she's telling the story of Cain, and she's Curtis telling... almost starts to cross himself and is like, wait, no. <laughs> too, too much? Too much? Yeah. Um, have either of you ever uh, heard uh, Cain connected to uh, the kindred at all? I mean, as characters? Uh, you've never really talked about it, have you? I think we've only heard, like, ver- these weird little, like, the little glimpses of their of their theologies, but it's never been more anything. It's, yeah, it's never been spelled out directly. Yeah. Really. Great. So tonight, Mary tells a story about how um, of Cain and Abel, and it starts at first like the one that you know, but then she explains how the God that ruled the garden, uh, the God that ruled over Earth, was uh, not the true God. You know that. Uh, that it was a false god, a god of the flesh and the earth, and not a god of the soul. Uh, and so when it told uh, Cain that it did not uh, approve of his sacrifice, he gave it the ultimate sacrifice, his own brother. Uh, and by doing so, achieved, she uses this word, apotheosis. Cain became a god himself, the, uh, the true god, the true god of the soul. And we are all descended from his blood. And therefore, we all hold part of the divine soul of God within us. That is what makes us angels. And the urn, this gift, and she holds it up, proves that the true God, Cain, is on our side. That he is listening to us and empowering us with his divine grace. you may pass forward tonight's substance. And so um, what comes forward now, uh, uh, as they pass forward blood bags and things before, the last time you were at a communion, the only thing people have this time are the like kind of rotten old blood bags they found uh, laying around uh, the hospital. And uh, in fact, someone even passes forward a dead rat that Mary squeezes like juices into the urn uh, and soon uh, the urn uh, that you feel the energy coming off of it again, as you have in the past, you feel sort of uh, it, it empowered. Um, and then Mary takes a long draw from the urn, drinking from it. And then uh, when she is done, she passes it to Jen Brown. 
I take a drink from it. And who do you pass it to? Curtis. And I take, I take a sip from it. <laughs> Very good. Um, um, it continues to pass uh, among the Anarchs. Does this uh, mean our hunger is all the way down to zero now, by the way? That is what it means. That right. is what it means. And even all that um, gross blood still turned into sweet, sweet Vitae? Um, yes. And that is when, uh, after a moment or two, you hear, what the fuck, motherfucker? What? And everybody is like, because it's been church for the last mm-hmm. 10 minutes, and now someone's blaspheming in the middle of church. And Rhodes is sitting there holding up the urn, and he's like, this motherfucker's empty. There's not enough. So I guess our fearless leaders get to have their share. But fucking old one arm Rhodes, uh, he can just go hunt for his meal. Is that right? No. Uh, the the crew that was working with Miles to get blood, that was Kenya and Bob. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Kenya, Bob, have you not been able to find any other blood besides the blood in this hospital? Um, uh, uh, Bob's like, well, uh, I found the the rat, um, and then Kenya's like, <laughs> uh, Kenya's like, uh, I mean, that wasn't just the blood from the hospital, but it was all we could get together. I don't I, hunt. Can I? Can I do something? You can because you should know that Rhodes is holding the urn, and he's like at a higher elevation than you, like over the operating theater, and he's like. And fuck y'all. Yeah, you can do something, Curtis. Can I send out feral whispers again? You may. I want to. I want to send out like a to see if what's around. I, I'm, I'm specifically looking for like the type of thing that would be in an abandoned building, like a raccoon or a possum or something. Oh, clever! Right. Um, Curtis, you may do this. Uh, use feral whispers, and let's see how you do. You um, very smart. And I roll what now? Yeah, that's okay. You roll um, your uh, charisma plus animalism. Great. And you must do a rouse check per type of animal. So are you trying to get all the animals or just a type of animal? I really just want the closest one. Um, Great. Um, you, uh, You go ahead and give me that rouse check, and then you may go ahead and roll your charisma plus animalism. Okay. Okay, I failed my rouse check, so my hunger goes up, right? To one, to one. Okay, and uh, here comes here comes the check. The problem with using internet dice is sometimes it's pokey. Uh, <laughs> three successes. Hey, oh, very good. That's not bad. Um, uh, you guys are, uh, you know, he's kind of fighting with you, uh, and you, you're all kind of waiting to see what happens when Curtis just kind of reaches out. And the next thing you guys know, like a big raccoon, like kind of like crawls down out of a hole in the ceiling and starts to like, <sighs> and I, and, and, and I talk to it right as part of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to be like, I, I want it to just like put into it's my like family friend. Um, I'm, it crawls up to uh, Curtis and sort of almost like kind of bows at his feet. And then I want to pick it up by the, by the by its scruff of its neck like a cat, like a mama cat. And just like still, still like 
everything's fine. Um, as I, as I, and, and now, now this is all, now I'm walking up towards him. Uh, I'd like to, as just like, and just, and just like, for the, and as I do that, as it's like dripping on the floor, just then hold the bleeding raccoon over the, over the urn. He's and, meeting uh, your eyes as you do that. You think I want to drink that shit? I think you'll enjoy what you find. Bottoms up. Ah. And uh, he hands the urn back to you, Curtis. And I just throw the raccoon down at his feet and walk away. Are we beasts or angels? That is the decision that will meet us night after night. This is Mary. Remember that as you go out into the darkness. It's always a choice. Beasts belong in cages. Angels, they fly free. Um, some people find her speech to be a little much. You may maybe see... Uh, Someone roll their eyes, but uh, people start to disperse. Um, Did everyone get fed? No one got fed besides us. Is that the deal? Uh, no, everybody, we see that everyone got fed? everybody got fed except for Rhodes until uh, our friend Curtis intervened. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So okay, the, yeah, the urn went around among the Anarchs, but it was it was it was out by the time it got to Rhodes. And now Curtis has intervened in a very uh, creative way. I did not have uh, I did not think of. Um, so here, uh, which I love that. Okay. So here is, um, here's the next thing that's going to happen. Um, you have given your debrief and I want you to know, um, how you did. I want you to know what, what, what you got from it. Okay. So from this mission, um, you get, uh, three XP, each of you, um, two sessions and one story. Yep. Um, Curtis, your ambition is to destroy Pittsburgh's drug trade, so you don't get a willpower, but Jens is break free from the Camarilla, which I think attacking the Camarilla and also <laughs> having them try to put you in a cult and then escaping it, I think that that counts. So, Jen, you can take another uh, another uh, point of, of uh, willpower back. Nice. Um, also, I, I want you to know uh, your you know that the Blood Dance's haven has been compromised. You know where it's at now. You know where they live. Um, you know that Blood Dance agents, the Forever Clean uh, company, have been identified. I mean, that's helpful, too. If you see those people around, you know that the Blood Dance is involved. Um, one Camarilla vampire has been dusted. Uh, mm-hmm. And a possible Nosferatu versus Blood Dance conflict has been ignited. You don't know for sure because... You don't have agents among the Camarilla, or you haven't like searched out that information yet. Um, I, I've just Can I ask a question. Yes, you absolutely may. Is there any way that through some searching on the internet, I could find out if our little ploy paid off at all? I'm trying to think of how. I mean, obviously, Sabrina is an agent of the Nosferatu. Um, I don't know how much that's, I mean, they don't use technology, but she does. I'm wondering if maybe there's a way, 
without getting discovered if I could like key into conversations or something like that? I think that there absolutely is. But uh, as you can say, see just from us talking about it, it would require a lot of thought and effort and probably days of effort, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so what I'm proposing is that when we, between missions, when we have these little downtime sessions, maybe you choose a couple things that your character is working on. And I have a list of possible things right here. Um, you just gave me a specific example of reconnaissance. Like, Maybe each time you come back to the hospital here, you say, hey, I'm going to use some time to work on getting information from the city. Um, And uh, we'll have you roll using a roll that's appropriate for you. Uh, But we will say that it takes place over, you know, nights of time instead of just like in one night. Because I think something like that, like, like what you're suggesting is basically like maybe hacking Sabrina and then like monitoring her communication. Um, that seems like something that might take a couple nights to do. Does that sound uh, reasonable? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, do you want to do it now or do you want to... Uh, I'll let you finish uh, your 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 uh, debrief. Yeah, my debrief ends with just saying that um, I, I think I'm going to start monitoring how much trouble you've created in Pittsburgh and call <laughs> that your rebellion score. <laughs> uh, and your rebellion score, I think, started at six because... You killed the prince and the sheriff and set the city on fire. <laughs> um, but last night's the blood dance mission, it didn't cause that much of a dust up, right? It was pretty low key, and they it wasn't obviously you. So I'm only adding one to your score from that, um, which is good. So you're at cool. seven. But I've decided that when it gets to nine, stuff Something happens. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, starts happening. So okay, but bad stuff. I'm guessing you're a seven out of nine now. Well, I think of it as you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto when all the little stars <laughs> fill up, uh, the uh-huh. SWAT team starts coming. So sure, sure. Uh, okay, but no one knows where you're at now, and uh, and we fact, did leave a splatter painting in an open house. Yeah, well, that's true, <laughs> and people will be working on that surely to solve that murder. But at the same time, you guys really succeeded on getting back to your haven. You got those four successes. So as far as you know, your characters have gotten away free and clear for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that vice is always tightening, and people are paying attention. And surely, certain people out there are looking for you. Yes. Um, right. So now I'm going to open up the game to whatever your characters would like to do. There is a hospital full of anarchs. <laughs> There's uh, all kinds of options like Jen Brown just came up with one uh, for how you might spend your time. And we're going to let several nights pass. Um, and Miles is gone during those nights because he's like Wolverine. You know, Wolverine would leave the X-Mansion yeah. and like come back a couple <laughs> weeks later. Uh, he's the Wolverine of our group. And, I feel uh, like Thomas would appreciate that comparison. Yeah, I'm sure he would. And unfortunately, Cyclops and Kitty Pride have to keep things running while he goes off. <laughs> Which of uh, us is Kitty Pride? Oh, no. <laughs> it's Ross. Um, so um, uh, I'll let you guys uh, do what you like. Um, I am going to say that if, if you pick long-term activities, I'm not going to let you pick an infinite number of those, right? Because there's sure. only so many projects you can have in the eight hours of night each night. Uh, but I'm going to list them off for you now just so you know what some of your options are, okay? Cool. Reconnaissance, like I said. Um, training. You could get new skills and disciplines if you can find teachers 
who uh, like say Mary, you know, oh, yeah. um, acquisition. Uh, that means like you could gain advantages, uh, like uh, a new ghoul for yourself, a new contact, a new ally. Or you could get like weapons or vehicles, or you could improve the haven, give it more security or something like that. Um, hunting, as you can see, there's a food shortage here at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're getting blood for yourself, or, or maybe you're getting it for the the hospital uh, anarchs, but that's an activity you could spend time doing. Um, so plotting. So vampires are always plotting against each other. And this is a catch-all for if you have like a crazy long-term project you want to work on um, that doesn't really fit into any of these other categories. Um, it'll be like something that we're all say, well, you need to accumulate 30 successes. And then every time you come back to downtime, you can roll again and try to get up that high. And then at the end of it, maybe you've discovered the location of a buried elder vampire, or you have, I don't know. Uh, name something weird or or our uh, <laughs> machinations. Uh, I love that this has just turned discovered. into an open world video game. Yeah, it's, my favorite. Yeah. it's so, so open ended. It's so open ended. I, I hope it works. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to try this, and I think that you guys will know how to do it well. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I, oh, recovery is my last thing. Sometimes it takes days, even for vampires to recover from aggravated damage. Mm. So. That can be your last. You can also recover from aggravated willpower damage if you choose it kind of as an activity you're focusing on. Okay, so those are your options. I'm happy to list them again anytime you need. And there's also all of the NPCs are just floating around. You can go and talk to them about anything you'd like. I I have something that I've wanted to do for a while, I think, that falls into this category, which is finding vis-a-vis finding or acquiring assets and and pursuing my ambition um mm. i would love to uh there was a uh there was a a real douchey uh drug dealer who used to be my uh my connect that we met like way back in like brad lockwood session brad lockwood back in like <laughs> oh, oh, brad lockwood. amazing that that was on the tip of your tongue yeah um, wow um, i would i would really love to uh have him suck from the tap Really? Oh, okay. So, um, mm. that's incredible. So, um, uh, this one, I would love to do to him what he did to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I think that we will handle it abstractly at first, but at some point a scene will present itself to us. Mm-hmm. So, um, in order to, um, kind of put everything in place, you know, have the conversations day after night and like track him down, have the conversations and eventually get him to where he's open to this. You're going to have to make some roles. And um, let's see, what do you think the first step in uh, getting this guy to become your retainer would be? Probably just tracking him down, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, I think for our first role for this, um, I think that you just need to... uh, you just need to roll uh, streetwise to track him down. Let's do some like uh, intelligence plus streetwise. Okay. And um, in order to get him, how how loyal do you want him to be, and how reliable? You just you're kind of just using him, right? You just want him to be one, like a a one dot background, right? A one dot retainer. Is that right? 
I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't want him to. I don't want him to be shifty and and betray me. But I, I, I mean, really, I think I think uh, Curtis is telling Jen that like it might be might be good to have some connections on the underground. You know, somebody's got a got a lot of contacts himself. Somebody could do errands when uh, in sunlight. But to himself, Curtis is like, I want to debase him. I want to take everything from him. Do I have any sense of this? Yeah. Do you want to talk to? Uh, do, do well. That, that's that's up to Curtis, really. Since this I can is, say I got four successes on that intelligence plus streetwise roll. Okay. Ooh, nice. um, do you tell Jen Brown about it at all? And you are not under no obligation to do that. Um, I. Yeah, I think, but uh, but I might not be entirely forthcoming. I would just say like, Miles was right. We need to. We might need to improve our numbers, especially after uh, what went down during our opening salvo. But I, I have a line on some people we might be able to uh, rely on. Who? You trust me? Yeah, but can I know who? Look, there are contacts that you should never have to deal with and you should never have to know about. If you really want to know, I'll tell you, bud. Curtis, are they... Look, we have a bit of a a motley crew, and I need people that are going to not cause a lot of problems. So are these people going to cause problems for us? If I do it right, then, you know, it shouldn't... No more, no more problematic than this, these things ever seem to be. I don't know how unproblematic it can be, but I... The Camry has got a bunch of people in law enforcement, apparently. They own the fucking cops. I think it might, be start, might, might start being interesting if we own some people on the other side of the law. Can I... Uh, I don't know if that's fair. Can I... Would it be fair for me to do, like, an insight... Roll on him? Is that um, fair? I think it is fair. But you know what? Since it is a little PvP, I will ask Curtis. And Curtis, you can definitely go, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what, what was the question again? She's asking if she can do an insight roll on you to see how truly kind of obsessed you are. I think. Yeah, I think yeah why not? Uh, that's, that's fun. Okay. Great. Is it uh, insight plus, insight? plus something? Which can I... Can I roll something to see how well I keep my composure and, and look like I'm being a very brilliant strategist? Composure, <laughs> yeah, composure plus brilliant strategist, composure plus leadership. Okay. Here we go, PvP. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in in the theater of this, it's just two people looking at each other. For <laughs> <laughs> like, like a long pause. Yeah. 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 Raising people- one eyebrow over and over. Okay. So first I want to know uh, how many successes did Jen Brown get? Two. And now I want to know how many successes did Curtis Krieger get? What? (laughs) That's an impasse. Um, You have to take him at his word or Jen Brown probably does take him at his word for now. Cool. And I can't Um, tell if she thinks there's more going on. Um, I mean, if she wants to continue to be suspicious later, that's up to her, um, to definitely within her purview. But for now, um, you have successfully, Curtis has successfully explained himself. And Curtis, I can tell you that you do find Brad Lockwood. And so um, in order to deal with acquiring him as a retainer, 
basically a ghoul. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I only need to know, do you want him to be very addicted, very reliable, and really kind of by your side and doing as you want? Or do you want to kind of keep him in his own apartment, kind of in the dark? You occasionally go and give him a bit of the, the good stuff, and he gives you information. Because um, that's like a one-dot retainer. But if you wanted him to be more, mm. he would need more dots of it. So what are you thinking? Okay, this I feel like Ross, the player strategist, would maybe prefer the one-dot guy. But Curtis, the guy with a score to settle, wants to turn him into an animal so i'm like <laughs> but but i don't i don't think even even that version of curtis wants him hanging around all the time um great like, i think that you've done it then and i think i'm ready to set a scene okay which is that uh, one night shortly after the communion we just described curtis finds brad lockwood and you know brad's deal is that he he sells the opioids he sells the oxy out of bars, right? He just takes up a table in the back, but he keeps moving bars. That's kind of his strategy to not get caught, to not get in trouble. Uh, Some of the bartenders he pays off. The thing he does while he's doing this, he never touches his own product, but he has plenty of drinks. Uh, And so uh, after the third uh, bar he's visited that night, he's kind of in an alleyway swaying. Not a smart, not a smart drug dealer by any stretch of the imagination, but he probably has, he has an alcohol problem. Mm -hmm. People don't act smart when they have those problems. So, uh, he's kind of like leaning against a wall kind of alone as he's like trying to get his keys out of his, uh, pants. Okay. And then, uh, maybe suddenly he, uh, just, uh, he notices, a like, a. A dog sniffing around his ankle, and then there's a hey, hey girl, and she just hey, like, like just just licking, licking, nice? nu- nuzzling. You nice girl. <laughs> yeah, she's real nice. Oh, Kurt. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, Brad? Hey, I'm all tapped out tonight, man. But if you check me out tomorrow night, man, I can help you out. Damn shame. You know, maybe I'll be back around then. Although I haven't seen you in a while. You trying to get on? (laughs) Uh, Too much to wear yourself. You okay? I'm all right, man. I'm all right, dude. I get, I've drive, I've driving drunker than this. And he starts kind of wandering towards his uh, SUV. Mm -hmm. It's an old SUV, 90s. SUV. And he's suburban or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, hey, you know, this is uh, <laughs> call me a call me a child of the 90s, but this is where, you know, I, I get those friends don't let friends drive dot 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 things playing through my head. <laughs> Here, let me let me give you a hand and I reach for his keys. <sighs> I don't have any of the shit back at the house, Kurt. I don't I don't keep a stash, man. I take my stash out, I sell it, then I go re-up and I go sell it immediately, man. Hey, I, I don't I know you want to fix, man. I don't have it back at the house. I promise you. I promise you, Brad. I don't need anything from you. And uh and uh, can I unlock? I, I have I have I over the course of this yeah. have I gotten the keys out? Sure. 
and I unlock, I unlock his, the, uh, the, uh, um, suburban and like kind of help him, helping him up. Hey, there okay. you go. There you go. And, uh, once he gets in, you can see that he's kind of, he's kind of nodding off a little bit. I get, I get in the driver's seat and, uh, I shut and I'm, and, um, get Ruby in there as well. Yeah. And, um, I've never done this before. So I'm like, uh, I think, uh, I'm in, yeah, in the, in the privacy of this car, if it is a relatively private zone. It is. I mean, yeah, you're kind of in a dark parking lot after closing time of the bars, you know, a couple hours before dawn. And, um, I, I think, uh, yeah, just maybe Nick, Nick my, myself and like get a, get a little of the, that vitae and uh and um i'm just kind of wondering how like when i when i feel it or smell it it's like you're like i how do i am i just like rubbing rubbing on his gums um well what happens do you put it to his lips yeah well at first um he's like what the fuck man and he pushes your uh, hand off kind of ineffectually but he pushes it off but you see there's just a bit of the red on the tip of his lip and he's like and then he's just on your arm like he just can't help himself and he's just like oh, oh, oh. um it's and, so much more intense than when uh than when ruby sucks sucks me <laughs> um, you uh need to give me a rouse roll as you feed him well i'm bad at those let's try it <laughs> try it again yeah failure Okay, so your hunger goes up by one, and um, you have you may add uh, you may add a retainer one to your sheet because if you only want him at one, you only needed that many. You know, you got enough successes to go ahead and add him. Now, some of these things might not be permanent, always perpetual. You keep them uh, advantages, right? You might use them up; they might die. You know, something could go horribly wrong. But for right now. Curtis Krieger, you have turned your old drug dealer into a customer mm-hmm. or and the I, uh, most valuable drug of all. Yeah, so I, I take take it away and uh, I get, remove it from his mouth or whatever. And he's and uh, can I can I just be holding his holding his like kick the head off and be like looking into his eyes? Um, it's like maybe you should sleep it off, Brad. I'll be back around again. Don't worry. Can can the first one's always free. Can Curtis get a text from Jen? Um, he can, but I think he gets that line off first, and oh, of he course. gets a point of willpower back as well, because uh, <laughs> he is fulfilling his. He's moving toward fulfilling his ambition, and then the text from Jen Brown comes through. So it's going to say something along the lines of like, maybe I sent one a while ago. That's like, y'all right. And I haven't maybe heard back. And so then I send another mm. one that says, don't make the same mistake I made with Sabrina. <laughs> uh, like, make sure he doesn't go blabbing, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, can, I am I'm. mean, can I retroact? We've been having this whole conversation. Can I retroact? I, I guess I've been, I can roll to see if I've been pink. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, well, I, I think I, I would have. We just kind of jumped into it, but that particular person, they weren't paying very close attention to anything. And your four successes kind of put you into that ideal position. You know, you might have caught him earlier in the night, but you waited until he was at his most vulnerable. You are a predator, Curtis Krieger. 
That's right. Um, let's move to Jen Brown. Jen Brown. Um, uh, I think you, you, get, you get back the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> A very ominous thumbs up. <laughs> Hello, I'm comedian Game Master Jared Logan, and I'm letting you know that you can geek out about your favorite tabletop role-playing games with me and my buddies on Stereo. No, Stereo isn't a boombox. It's a free app available in the App Store where you can listen to live broadcasts by your favorite comedians, creators, and commentators, and also interact with them by sending them your thoughts and questions in real time. It's kind of like an audio version of Twitch. And now our gaming show, The Stream of Blood, is offering you, Johnny Q Gamer, a new way to interact with us. Join us Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific for a live show on the Stereo app. Download the free Stereo app and select Stream of Blood so you can connect with us whenever we go live. Go to www.stereo.com forward slash stream of blood to get started. Stereo users can listen and seek out topics and conversations that interest them sports comedy politics or maybe what is the difference between a mummy and a mummy lord in dungeons and dragons that's a conversation that would interest me if you're an android or apple user you can download stereo for free create a profile and then you can submit audio messages to our show and make your voice heard on the stream of blood we'll be discussing game mastering tips and ideas for the ultimate tabletop campaign leave a message for us and let us know how you do it at your table Listen on stereo to Stream of Blood Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Find us at www.stereo.com forward slash stream of blood. You get your thumbs up emoji and uh, you may uh, spend some time, uh, you know, you can talk to any of the vampires uh, that are here in the hospital or you can choose an activity for yourself uh, and it might not be like Curtis's where one role is sufficient but you can start working on something I mean I have so many I have so many activities that I want to do but I think the first thing I want to do is um, I want to talk to Mary great um, uh, and uh, you find her where you always find her she has taken a room and she has just taken everything out of it uh, and painted it all completely uh, kind of uh, sky blue in the ceiling and kind of green on the floor, almost like a child's room where it looks like green grass and blue sky. She didn't go all the way and made, have someone put clouds on the wall. And uh -huh. she's kind of sitting in there Indian style. There's no furniture in it. The only thing in there with her is the urn. Uh, and when you arrive, she opens her eyes. Hello, Jen Brown. <laughs> Hello, Mary. It's okay to talk for a second? Of course. I'm going to go walk over to her and sit cross-legged the way that she is in front of her. What's on your mind? I wanted to check in with you to see how you're feeling about the last communion. It was a disaster. A disaster? Yes. The man Rhodes blasphemed during the service. And I did not, I did not want them to think less of you during the 
service, Jen Brown, but I worry about your commitment to redemption. I was afraid you might. I actually came to ask your counsel. I said it at the end of the service. We can be angels or we can be beasts. We get to decide every night. What happened to the blood dance? I tried. I tried to reach and redeem the woman misery. Yes, she has experienced so much pain. She deserves her freedom. I know. And I, I promise you, Mary, I did try. But she took me somewhere where I was surrounded and I had to get out. I don't know what to do when it's one angel against many beasts. You have to be magical. You have to change reality. There are no excuses. You must touch the world with the hand of God and remake it. I keep telling you that Cain is God, that Jesus Christ was the second Cain, and that you are his angels, but you don't believe. You don't believe in your heart that you are angels. You believe the lies that the Demiurge tells you. Jen Brown, you believe that you are a beast. Do you not? Very well. Be a beast. And she touches your forehead. And I need you to roll. Well, before she does that, could I respond to her question? Like, she asked if I believe that I'm a beast? Um... Yeah, you may. I'm trying to see the angel in me. Every night I'm trying. I think that you probably know more than anyone that redemption is a process. It's not a single event or a single occurrence. I'm trying to be the angel that all of these people need. But I haven't been like this for long. I want us to be on the same. I want you to believe that I'm trying. Okay, so she had her fingers like just about to touch you and you said all of that. And then she draws them back. And then she says, I believe that you are trying, but what I am telling you is that trying is not enough. You have to do. Would you like me to set your angel free? Would you like to see how powerful you really are? <laughs> Um, 
I, I mean, I'm putting myself into a corner. Uh, yes. She reaches forward. And uh, Mary, as we know, is an accomplished vampire with many different powers. This power is called drawing out the beasts. And um, it doesn't really, uh, in, in the book, it says it's for when, it, if she's frenzying, she can project her frenzy into another vampire. But that's not the way Mary does it. Mary is such an elder vampire that she's got tricks of her own. And what she can do is she can show people her their inner angels. And so what she does now is uh, she's going to roll some dice. And you, if you want to resist this, you do not have to, can roll your composure and resolve, Jen Brown. What would, would you like to resist it or would you like to give in to what's about to happen? Because as she touches you, you feel like uh, just like something leap forward in you and you can feel like your instincts getting like when you're very hungry and you can feel like your fangs growing in your mouth and you can feel yourself like, you know, you're a thin blood, you're usually pink, but you can feel yourself getting less human uh, for a moment. Um, do you want to allow this to happen? Um, I feel like I feel like Jen would try to resist it if it's starting to get really intense. I think that that's true. So why don't you give me a composure plus resolve roll? I'm probably going to fail. Let's see. Composure plus resolve. Two successes. Two successes. <laughs> so uh, Mary pulls her hand away and goes, Why? Why do you continue to deny your divine nature? Give in. Ride the beast. You are its <laughs> master. I'm going to say something to Mary. I don't know if it's going to work. Release that. Release that. Jesus had apostles, people that followed him. I want to serve the angels inside of all of these people. And I don't know if I can, if I let the angel out now. You won't be able to if you don't. <laughs> It will always be there. If you let it be a beast, it will always be there underneath, deceiving you. You have to get to know it <laughs> so that you can work with it hand in hand. Can I... This might be cheating. Is there a way to tell... What I want to do is I want to bring up the night that Mary lost her way. Um, and I want to try to use that as I, but I don't know if it's going to super piss her off. So I, I kind of want to see if it's, if it's, if I have any insight into bringing that up and like, if, if that will make her upset. You want to be super careful about this and you don't want to upset her. Maybe right. you need to give me an etiquette role. Oh, a, uh, a charisma plus etiquette role. I can do that. And I can tell you that uh, 
correct in assuming that that might upset her. But uh, if you get even one success, you will not upset her. How about uh, five? Wow. Okay. So uh, Jim Brown is polite. I'm polite as fuck, gays. <laughs> well, you know how to talk to an elder vampire, put it that way. And a lot of that, by the way, is not just you know, being polite, like um, Dear Abby Manners. It's like <laughs> knowing how to respond to a, a dominant predator, you know, when to turn your eyes away and uh, how to like kind of move your body language. And so Jen Brown has just crushed it. So um, with five successes, you can tell me what you say, Jen Brown, but you can also tell me what you want from her. Um, like you can ask something of me, the storyteller that Mary will give you. For five successes, you've earned that. Okay. Well, basically what I want is to convince her. I I, I want to stop doing this like trust dance with her. I want her to believe that whatever I'm doing is in the service of awakening angels within everyone. And it's that we're on the same path. So even if I don't frenzy out, or even if I don't redeem every person I see, I'm on the same path as her and I'm making choices on that path. So what I want to sort of illuminate is that like she had a night where her angel got a lot of hand. I had to calm her down to bring her back to where she, and she thanked me for it. And so I want her to trust me now that we are on the same team. We just have, we are playing different roles. Um, she says, and you, and you believe her. She says, I trust you. You thought that I didn't trust you. Yes, I thought you didn't. Jen Brown, I will never betray you. <laughs> but Jen Brown, I will remind you of one other thing, <laughs> if I may. When I frenzied and became a beast and went on a rampage, that is when you touched me. And that is when we decided to follow the path of redemption. It all brought us to where we are now. Cain is watching over us. I'll leave her to her, whatever she's doing. <laughs> um, so I, I, I was, Mary was kind of a smart aleck with you, but, um, <laughs> but I will tell you, Jen Brown, that, you know, you have solved that problem for now. So good work. That song, you've got a friend in me from Story Story is playing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, for now, that problem is solved. Um, and so um, uh, let's go back to our friend Curtis Krieger. Curtis, uh, having established that little uh, project and gotten that out of the way, is there something else you'd like to do or someone you'd like to talk to? Huh. Um, I, the, the other thing in the list, I mean, well, the weird thing is mine probably concerns Mary also, but maybe not. Um, because I think Curtis has also had echoing in his head since that first night with the Anarchs when she spoke in his head saying that she could teach him. And um, Absolutely. And you can absolutely uh, go to Mary and ask for training. Is that, that what, is you what I would like to do? Oh, hell yes. So, um, uh, let's, yeah. So, uh, the next night, um, Hello, Curtis Creaker. Mary. And I can't help myself from kind of like genuflecting a little bit and being <laughs> kind of awkward. Um, yeah, um, you, when we first 
when I first beheld, saw you, you said in my mind that you could teach me. And I feel like I've, I've grown so much just since we've been together. You told me to be patient, but I hope that we've begun to prove our, prove ourselves. I just want to let you know that I haven't forgotten and I want to learn. I want to learn what you have to teach me. You have not begun to prove yourselves to me. There is no start and end to this journey. We... Ooh, withholding affection, Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) We have always been Uh on. What is it that you would like to learn? I... I hear things... I, I see things that I feel the creatures around me all the time. I hear their blood in my mind. I feel as though I could speak to them, that I could become them. I feel it, but I don't know how. I know that there's more. I've seen you do more. What do you think that you are speaking to when you speak to those creatures? Do you think you're speaking to their mind? I'm speaking to the blood. That's right. Let's be silent and speak only with our blood. And so what I would like is for the two of you uh, starting night after night for a while, you just kind of meditate facing each other. Cool. And as you do that, um, you start to, no, I mean, you start picking up like birds and trees, you know, uh, snakes, bugs in the grass, little tiny things that don't even have, you know, barely any kind of blood in them at all. Just like little specks of sentience of, of life. And what I think that uh, you need to do is you need to roll uh, to see how you're doing with this. And I think that a meditation practice like that would definitely be a composure roll. That sounds, Um, yeah. So, and you are trying to get the next dot in animalism, it sounds like. Yeah. And you have two dots right now? That's right. Okay, so uh, in three dots, you will... Uh, be able to choose between um, the ability to uh, quiet, quell the beast in others, uh, or you will have the ability to get way more suck sustenance from animals. Uh, but this is all part of the path to getting there. Is you must roll composure with her now in order to, and, and this is a long-term project. It is training. So the way this is going to work is. Um, when you have netted a number of successes equal to the new level times five, you will get that new dot. So let's start. This is your first kind of week. Uh, and, uh, you are learning. I mean, you, you don't want protean, right? You want animalism. Is that right? Uh, that seems to be what he was saying. Although, I mean, not, well, I just want to make sure, cause you know, I don't want to cut off an option for you right now. Right, right. Um, 
Either way, she's going to make you do the same thing. It sounds like, yeah, I think, I think it's the the animals. It's the animal stuff. It's, it's the, uh, yeah, it's animalism. It's animalism for sure. Okay. Because his bond bond with Ruby is so, is so important. And he's, and you've, I feel like he wants to develop this. He wants to paint with all the colors of the wind. He wants to absolutely hear the wolf cries of the blue corn moon. Um, I'm going to make a note and I'm going to ask our secret storyteller, Clint, to make a note of how many successes you have on this uh, progress clock toward that, that new power. But go ahead and roll your composure. Your flat composure? I think composure plus, I'll actually, for a discipline roll like this, I'll allow you to roll something else. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, composure plus, ooh. Awareness, that makes sense, right? Because you're trying to be aware of all yeah. of the blood that's communicating around you. That is that is meditation practice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh we go. Three successes. Three successes. Um, so you're on your way. You are one fifth of the way there. Curtis Krieger is three out of fifteen. Right. toward right. his new uh, discipline. And of course, it ain't nothing. Trust the process. Point, at some point, you can just cash in XP as well. Like, in, like I'll, I'll let you pay the rest off with XP or something. So XP counts as well. But that's that's how we're going to do this to kind of give you guys little activities uh, outside of the missions. Okay, so that's done. And uh, that's, you know, that's taking night after night. So let's go back to Jen Brown. Uh, <laughs> Curtis, Curtis gets back from... Um, well, what a, what a what a weird uh, split personality Curtis has. After he enslaves a human, he then goes and meditates <laughs> for a week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Got a lot going on that guy. And mm-hmm. so, Jen Brown, is there someone else you'd like to talk to, or something, some other activity you'd like to kind of pursue? I think I'd like to consult Curtis. Um, yeah, because. My little pet project that I'm kind of attached to, but might be a horrible idea, is trying to get the vampire hunters to do some of our dirty work for us. Mm, that's right. I but I don't that. know if that's if that's just playing with fire. But if there's a way to sort of, since we have so much information on the prince's hard drive, um, to sort of feed them information and point them in certain directions um, to have them maybe cause some chaos without us even having to really lift a finger. Yeah. And, and I feel like we shouldn't let off. It's, it'd be interesting to know if our little attempt at igniting a civil war paid off. And if we can, and if we can, now that the, if those two are like distracted, if we can hit somewhere else. Uh-huh. Um, then before you two talk, I do want to set a scene very briefly with Cross, who sort of heads up sort of the uh, military wing of your little operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, at one point, he's talking to Curtis, uh, and he says, because uh, Curtis interacts with these guys um, a little more, um, and he says, what we need is an intelligence students gathering operation. Yeah, we you, know what? Spy. you know what? You know what? I agree. I've heard that the Ventru keep a lot of ghouls. Some of them aren't really that happy because there's not a lot of profit to go around. We could set up an operation where we find one of them who seems vulnerable and try to turn him. Are you suggesting 
ghoul him or turn him. He's already a ghoul. But yes, Jen Brown, we would have to give him something that he wanted. Okay. Increase our numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once once he's turned, though, I very be able to give us information sure but could he move among the camaria after we turned him well i think that we'd hold that carrot out on the end of the stick right we uh, use it until he's made then we bring him over and give him the reward or we destroy him i'm sure they're offering him the same what would make him well, treat believe us Obadiah Griffin, from what I've heard, was not a generous kindred. I believe that there is some dissatisfaction within their ranks. If you give me the autonomy to go and look into this, I could set up a surveillance operation and see what I could find out. I'm going to look at Curtis as if to say, do you trust him without saying it? Keep in mind, you're talking to a man with a tattoo of a black cloth <laughs> across his face. And yeah. I'm like, this guy's going to keep a low profile? <laughs> um, uh, do, do I know, does Curtis know where the where the venture would be and what, what this kind of stakeout and surveillance would entail? Is this the kind of thing where like, it, like I feel like in an underworld or like nightlife kind of blood dancey place, a person like Cross and his and his ilk could maybe just pass as one of the one of the freaks come mad at night. <laughs> but if it's more yeah. like kind of like upper crust, might be a little bit harder for him to to stealthily pull that off. Um, this is uh, this is these are good questions. So. You guys know from the thumb drive, and perhaps you're discussing it now, perhaps Jen Brown is kind of bringing it up, that the Ventru operate out of the Steel Stacks, which is a big concert venue slash, you know, mall type area. That's where they have their communal meetings, but each of them individually sort of heads up different companies uh, that are very uh, forward in Pittsburgh. Um, not as many tech companies, which is why they were trying to acquire Grouper. Um, they have a lot of the old companies that like, you know, manufacture condiments and things like that. So um, to answer your question, Curtis Krieger, without a role, you've asked the right question. It looks like Cross could really fuck that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a, I, I think I'm just, you're right on the money. This kind of intelligence gathering operation is exactly what we need. This plan is fantastic. I think we need to put it into action. I don't know though. I feel someone as someone as smart as you could. I don't know how well you could pass stealthily surveilling in this high traffic of places, steel stacks. Do you have people I mean, under you who would be able I'm to? I'm trained in stealth operations. I. Uh... Uh, you, and I'm uh, a predator. Do you have is, a Dylan, is Dylan nearby? 
He's like a foundation or something. I was literally going to say, is Dylan nearby? They're all potentially nearby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go and... makeup on her? Uh, makeup? Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, wondering if 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 we can yeah, just yeah. cover her. <laughs> <the statue. laughs> um, she's so you bring Dylan in and she's like, uh, what? Yeah, I don't really wear makeup. Ugh. Why? You look, Cross. I have no doubt you're the right person for this job. This pretty recognizable. So if you want to do it, then we need to cover it up. This is a symbol of my commitment to the war against the antediluvians that are trying to control the earth. No, this reminds me of my purpose. So do not question this symbol. I'm not do questioning not do that. I'm not questioning it. I'm not questioning it. I'm a fan. I just think that if you want to move discreetly amongst these people, we can't have you standing out. This makes you stand out. And I know it's important to you, but we can't send you like this. Very well. And I kind of want, oh, okay. The symbol, the symbol remains. The mission that honors it requires you to conceal it for a few nights. And that's why, Dylan, you have to go to Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to be clear, the idea here is to um, send off <laughs> with makeup on to do it. I don't now that I'm now, that, now that you say it, it sounds yeah, now that funny. Hey, you know what? No, but, look, uh, I'm but, just um, a storyteller. I am an <laughs> impersonal arbiter of your actions. I know. Um, I'm, I'm, we're trying to meet. We're trying to meet a, a person. A, a vamp. We're trying to meet a vamp halfway. I, mean, vamp I don't know halfway. that. I don't. I, I I don't know that sending a big burly guy with a cross with with uh with a ton of concealer on his, <laughs> on his face is perhaps any less. Probably uh, not. I was just, if Dylan had makeup on her, I thought it would be <laughs> it'd be funny to see well, if it even matched. Um, I, I like, told you that. I, I told like you the person who might be able to actually move among them the best is our good friend Dylan, but. Um, right. And perhaps that is what you have decided to do. Look, she's willing to do it. I mean, if that comes up, she's willing to do it. So what I, I like there's one person who'd really love to weigh in on the fate of Dylan, but uh, I guess they're flying a plane. Uh, what about this? What if I say to Cross, um, I want you to go with her. I, basically, we want Dylan to be the person on the ground and for you to be there, but keep an eye out. Don't make yourself seen. You want me like, to act with your handler? Exactly. Right. Good. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'll protect her. If she gets into a scrape, extraction. And just to be clear, when we have identified a target, should I approach or should I bring in you? Let's let us do the talking. Okay. I'll get started right away. Cross. Mario Speedwagon is appearing at the Steel Stacks in two nights. <laughs> Can I, before he leaves? No. Of course. Cross? They haven't seen nothing yet. She's not to be harmed. She's not to be turned. Got it? She won't be. Freedom. To choose. That's what we're all fighting for. 
Um, and he heads out to go work on this reconnaissance operations for you. Okay. Um, so you've set that up. That's exciting. Um, but, you know, uh, soon, we, uh, when we get back from our little break, we are going to need to decide what your next mission will be. Um, right. And uh, there's still, we still have time in the, the, the show tonight for, for you guys to choose more uh, personal activities that you want to pursue. But I'd say also we should choose what your next, your next action as a coterie will be. Uh, and uh, you get to decide it without Thomas tonight because uh, he ain't here. So uh, in order to decide that, you can just kind of throw things at me that you think would be like the next good move, or you can talk to the other vampires here who, of course, all have suggestions. Um, okay. Maybe you don't want their suggestions, which is completely fine. You guys are in charge. Um, just let me know. Um, okay. So top of head is recon to learn if, this, if the Blood Dance Nosferatu conflict is stoked. Mm-hmm. Possible other attack on other coterie, TBD. Mm-hmm. I'm also wondering if maybe as, as all-inclusive a resort as this hospital is, would it not be wise to move more frequently? Right. If people are, in fact, looking for us. Um, right. But, so that, I, you know, I kind of hand-waved it the first time you guys were like, let's go to this hospital, Right. Because I thought it was so smart to just immediately move and not stick to that location. But what I will say is that it, it will be a little bit more of a long-term activity that you could start now if you wanted to find a new haven. Let's say, let's say that maybe we could put someone on that, right? To like sort you of absolutely be could. You have. I don't know why Bob seems like the type. No, Bob's not going to fucking know. Bob's a weasel. Um, who would know? <laughs> Actually, Bob walks walks in to talk to you right now. Oh, Bob. Bob. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Did, did uh, you spill a grape soda on your shirt, Bob? <laughs> this is, I think, no. Oh, never mind. What do you need, Look, Bob? Guys, yeah, no, I'm. We got to be really quiet. Actually, can can we not talk in that here? And can I wave him into like a, a nearby room? Yeah, I just, I mean, not in the building, like not in the hospital. What do you need, Bob? I'm afraid she'll hear me. You're afraid of what? Doesn't Mary have ears? This is an out of canon thing. Doesn't Mary have ears like a bat anyway? Um, I mean, it's possible that she has the heightened senses ability. Um, but, uh, you know, you haven't, I don't think you've seen her exhibited a lot or, or at all, maybe. Okay. Um, uh, we can walk him outside, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So he walks like, and he keeps walking down the highway with you for a while. And he's like, uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, as part of, uh, the food committee, like, um, you know, maybe if Mary didn't take such a long drink, have you noticed? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, there'd be enough for everyone if she, um, you know, didn't do that. Bob. Look, 
I get that not everyone is warmed to Mary. No one wants to get on her bad side. No, so, I mean, me neither, of course. I, okay. I just, I'm saying, like, um, you know, why does she do that? I mean, uh, you know? I mean, we don't even know how this thing works. I mean, maybe, like, every time she drinks from it, she's, like, you know, getting more powerful and, like, drawing out our essences or our souls or something. Like, do you understand any of the stuff she's talking about? Because I don't. Look. I hear you. I know that this hasn't been easy on you. I know that blood is in short supply. But if we don't have Mary, we have nothing. Look, I, yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, Curtis, you can't you know, summon a raccoon every time everybody needs to feed. Like, Yeah, I'm not going to, Bob. You guys broke into the hospital and took down Derek. Uh, I mean... He was around the rest of the Anarchs for a while beforehand. Like, you could break into that blood bank. I mean, there'd be enough for us to survive for months. Like The Camarilla are expecting that, Bob. Oh. Well, it was an Anarch operation before. And they busted it up. We can't go back to blood banks. We have to come up with a more creative solution. And if you have one, apart from asking Mary to take sips, I'm open to hearing it. Look, that urn can turn anything into Vitae. You've seen it. We have to get creative. We have to do something that they're not going to expect. This organization values independent thinking <laughs> and creativity, Bob. Your, our minds are in a box. And what we're asking now is for you to think outside the box. or outside the bag, if you will. I'm not just trying to put this on you, but do you understand the position we're in? We can't go back to the way it was before, and we can't act Mary to behave any differently than she does. So we need to find another answer. Okay, okay. Uh, think creatively. I think I understand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> I just, I feel better if we knew what the urn was or how it, We'll do, what we can, we'll do what we can to learn about are the are the Toreadors? No, it's the it's the Tremere's that have all the history, right? The Tremere keep keep a good history. The Tremere know a lot about magic. They have something at their disposal, blood sorcery. Uh yes. So we could I'm not saying this to Bob, but we could we could try to hit them next to get those resources. If we have an idea of how to do that. Although yeah. if we find out that we don't actually need Mary for the urn, then we might have an issue on our hands with the folks that are not too keen on her. Um, but I think what I want to do is just sort of say, like, I want to give you the resources that you need to do this job right. Okay. I don't want you to be risky. I don't want to, I don't want to draw any ire from the Camarilla. We have to be smart about this, but I know that we need to feed everyone. So what do you need? Well, it'd be nice if Kenya would, you know, help because she's been like working on something else for like night after night now. And, uh, what I'm is kind she of working just, on? 
I don't know. She goes into the city. I don't know. She goes into so the she, city? She can pass, you know. I got to concentrate to look like a person. What? Is she bringing back food, Bob? No, that's what I'm saying. She's not even helping. And, like, Mary's taking these giant gulps. And they, you know, it's like we all watch her doing it. Like, she doesn't know that that's kind of rude, you know? I'll put someone else on the team with you. Oh, okay. yeah. And, and maybe tell Miles to come back, you know, whenever he's ready. Yeah. All right. Th thanks, guys. You know, we're going uh, to talk. <laughs> we're gonna build a hunting team, okay? Yeah, sure. No. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to think creatively. Yeah, think outside the bag. Okay. Um, and then I immediately turned to Jen and like, we need eyes on Kenya. We yeah. need to follow her into the city and know exactly where she's going and what she's doing. Well, actually, does Kenya have a phone like everyone else? Um, Kenya has a phone. Hello. I would like to track it. Okay, great. Um, you see uh, a... Uh, you can track everybody's phone? Yeah, I guess you can. I guess you can, Jen Brown, if you have been very careful to set this all up. So why don't you just give me a wits plus technology role? But in order to have kind of secretly set up tracking on people's phones, ooh, really Machiavellian. Yeah. I do want four successes. We're a, we're a uh, we're a um a communal freedom fighting organization that is also a Machiavellian surveillance state. She just loves to surveil things. Yeah. Uh, four successes. Um, you see that there is a pin in at Pitt University, hmm. and you happen to know from your thumb drive that that is one of the places that the Tremere do business at the Cathedral of Learning. Okay. The thumb drive let you know that that is not their haven, but it is one of the places that they operate out of. Okay. Um, not going to jump to any conclusions because I remember her saying that she wanted to know what was going on with the urn as well. So maybe she's doing some independent research, but I do think we need to talk to her. You think one of the members of the hunting committee is out there working on an urn book report? I would really love to know exactly who she's talking to. And we're going to try to do this the right way. We're going to try to ask her. Okay. An hour before dawn, uh, Kenya uh, returns, uh, you know, in a little Subaru um, and pulls into the Haven. And uh, what I want to know is, have you set up, how are you confronting her? What have you set up to confront her? How are, how are you doing this? I'm assuming we have quarters. Yes, you each have right. quarters. Um, I'm going to just sort of be, I'm not going to be like the parent with the light bulb or anything, but I'm going to be like kind of waiting. And hey, when bud. I see her, <laughs> hey, time's it. Um, when I see her come in, I'm going to be like, Kenya, can I talk to you for a moment? Um, she's like holding some books in her hand. She just looks like a person. She's a thin blood like you. And she's like, Yes. Won't take a second. She walks in, and even though she's thin blood, the way she moves, like you can kind of tell you're doing a little dance around each other, uh, a little bit beast like. She's kind of watching you out of the corner of her eye, and you can feel something in her kind of shivering for action. 
Do you okay. want to be with you? Yeah, I was assuming that I was going to say, I think Curtis would be in the room with me. Okay. Yeah. You're there too then Curtis. So maybe when what she arrives, I'm in there with Ruby. <sighs> Spoke to Bob. He said he hasn't, you haven't really been helping gathering food, which I get. I heard that you don't hunt, but he said you've been leaving every night and I'd like to know where. Wow. So we're not allowed to leave. I'm not demanding. I'm saying I would like to know because if you're not helping him get food, then I would hope you're doing something to help this group. So you're my mom now. Kenya, do you really think that you're not a part of a group that requires cohesion and accountability to stay afloat? I'm not your mother. I'm trying to keep this fucking group together. So I'd appreciate it if you acted like I wasn't trying to jump down your throat. I'm asking you a simple question. All right, rich girl. I get it. You mean business. And I believe in cohesion and responsibility, which is why while Bob was opening cupboards looking for disgusting old dried blood bags, I was trying to figure out how the urn works. Okay. You guys haven't even asked that question. You ran off to go, what? Kill some Camarilla vampires? This is the thing that gives us the advantage. Have you ever asked yourself why in Pittsburgh there's some kind of Babylonian pot that turns everything into Vitae? Have you thought about that? I'm going to... I assume there's like places to sit around. Sure. Yeah, her room is a room. Like it's like something a person would live in. The only difference is no windows. And mm -hmm. when she shuts that big door, it locks pretty tight. Okay. Then I'm going to say. I think maybe I'll pipe up and it's like, we've been trying to engage in a few acts of self preservation so that when we feel safe, or should I say, so that some of us can feel safe to ask these kinds of questions. It'd be nice yeah, well, know. I don't believe in killing anyone. And that's why I figured out that there's only one place that thing could have come from. Did you know that Pittsburgh has a Near East Archaeology Museum? It's been open since 1924. That's a long-ass time. And it's right next to the Theological Seminary in East Liberty. Now, I don't know anything about Babylonian urns or anything like that, but if you ask me, it had to come from there or someone there has to know something about it. We should go there and we should ask them. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. So See, this is what happens. We have conversations. We tell each other what we know. We move forward. Well, Kenya. yeah. I get it. All right. I can hardly stomach this shit myself. 
We need all of us. So if this is what you want to do to help, then what do you need? Well, I'm just afraid, like, when I go, like, what if there is someone dangerous there, you know? Like, I can pass for human, but it's hard to go out during the day, and uh, I could probably use some protection. I'm thinking I might have to, I mean, we might have to break in. The place closes at, like, 10 p.m. Completely shut down. No one inside. What do you need from there specifically? I don't know. I, I just want to go in and like look for some sort of file on the urn or maybe talk to people that work there. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll figure it out. Can I do a quick insight check on her? Sure. Of course you can. <laughs> I just want to see. Uh, okay, would, would it be insight plus intelligence or? That seems good. Yeah, hold that. Okay. Um, it's so nice not having any hunger. Um, four successes. Four successes is enough to tell you that she is on the level. Um, she's on the level, and as far as you can tell, she resents that you, <laughs> you. She resents that you're parenting her still a little bit, but she is on the level with you. And okay. so um, if you, uh, you, you can do this one of two ways, uh, players. You can decide to go on this mission with her, or you can, as you did with Cross, send a team with her to kind of try to find this stuff out. Seems to but as, me, she speak, but... as she spoke, it is going to require breaking in. It's not, it's not, they can't go during daylight hours. I mean, Dylan could, but Dylan, yeah. we already put her on a task. You got Dylan on a task. You could Curtis move is her. also I mean, maybe it's wondering. It's not like clicked and you can't reverse it, but let me know what you want to do. I'm like, I mean, surely they got a, they got a staff and we can find out who their staff is and what their expertise are. Yeah. I know somebody around here in those websites. I don't know. We could find a person. This an expert the staff and Kenya puts like a printout in front of you that has like, you know, a website's photos of like different like professors, like professor headshots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, I love professor headshots. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it seems like, I don't know, we might be able to interview one of these people. We can be uh, persuasive. Kenya, if you never... have to... If you had to gauge your charisma in a level of pips, what would you say? <laughs> on a scale of one to five. <laughs> pips of pips. charisma. I'm not really. I don't have that uh, that knack. I'm better at going unseen. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. Well, um, I guess there's a few options. We have prof if we have professor contacts, we could be emailing them. Also, we wouldn't even have to meet them in person. We could just be setting up an email correspondence. Yeah, um, in that case, it would be like a little bit more of like a long term kind of a goal. Like you, you know, we would just start like this project, and you guys would just 
make a roll right now. I probably wouldn't be a ton of successes if you're just kind of like, you know, doing a thorough web search and like emailing these people to get info. Um, but we could start that if you'd like. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think? She wants. She wants. She wants. I know she wants to go now. I'm wondering. She, though, she doesn't hate the. She doesn't hate going and talking to them. She actually really likes that, especially if you can give her someone who can make them forget she ever talked to them. But she doesn't have that knack. Hmm. I do. Um, I'm just wondering if there's something else that would, something else that we could. Ah, it sucks not knowing how well our plan went off because it's hard to then figure out what we need to do next session. Um, Cause we could go with her, but I'm just sort of wondering if our time is better spent. So that could be your mission next time. You know, if you'd like finding out how well your plan went off or you could put someone on that, but we are uh, arriving at the end of our session tonight. So we do need to decide, uh, make a decision on Kenya's uh, proposed uh, activity here. And then we need to decide what you're doing next time. So what do you think? What say you leaders? <laughs> what do you think, Curtis? I know this, this, this one is like, uh, so many, so many little, little social things. And it's, it, it, some might say it lacks the drama of, of dashing and breaking into an apartment and stashing a katana and five people into a, into <laughs> a, into a, a hot water heater. But there is something to just like calmly calmly deciding whether or not to email a professor. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it works for me. I think, I yeah. think that that's a great way to, 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 to start it. I mean, I think Kenya, I think Kenya will be a little bit uh, annoyed. Uh, I know that's the thing. I kind of, she's obviously smart and I kind of want, yeah. I kind of want to, I feel like it might be interesting to set up an, set up a in person with a, with one of these, one of these, uh, profs. Well, not. I'm sure Jared would love for us to split the party, but um, I I could go with her, and then you and Miles could do something rough and tumble on your own. Yeah, I don't I don't hate any of that. I think that 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 could work great. Um, as long as you guys don't mind being kind of in different locations, but you have cell phones, right? I mean, uh, is that where where we're going going to try? How do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. Okay, then I'll. I mean, I'll, if you want, if you want someone a little more, uh, more uh, smash and grab with you on this, if, if things go south, then I'm at your disposal. Okay. But it would be nice to know exactly what it is. I'm also. This is also, in a way, walking into something because if this is a stolen object, we really got to be cagey about what we say and know. Right. Well, we could. I mean, we could just hop on this then. Yeah. We've got we've got cross doing surveillance. Um, Bob's gonna do whatever the fuck Bob's doing. Uh, yeah, you've and, you've you've trained and you've uh, repaired some damage to your relationship with Mary. I think that that was uh, clutch. Um, uh, but I think that um, if you want, I mean, like it sounds like Jen Brown's going with Kenya. So, uh, what are Curtis and Miles going to be doing during that time? You can also come. Like we could just decide that's just what we're doing. And yeah, you want to do that? I mean, that it, look, we don't have to, but that could totally be it. It could be an investigation into the urn next time. It's a we're loyalty mission with Kenya. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're building loyalty in the ranks. Yeah, we gave Cross a little bit of something. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're doing our Mass Effect two loyalty missions. Giving and, a little uh, to get a little. 
Uh, okay. Can I also say that I'm beginning the multi-night process of setting up reconnaissance, te technological Great. reconnaissance? Yes, and that's to find out how your how your mission went, right? Mm -hmm. And it's and it's through Sabrina. Uh, and the Nosferatu. And so let's make that the final role of the session tonight. Let's see how far you get with that. I'm going to say, um, how how do you just want to find out just a uh, single time how it went, Jen Brown? Um, uh, how the one mission went? Or do you want to set up something that you can use repeatedly? I mean, ideally, something that I could use repeatedly. But I, I know Jen I don't Brown? think she would do it if it was going to be super, super risky. Then Jen Brown, I need ten successes, uh, but but it's not all. It's not all happening tonight. You know, right. we can keep revisiting it. Um, so uh, for our final uh, for our final roll, would you please roll um, something plus technology? Surely, I think it's going to be manipulation plus technology. Manipulation. Okay. Okay. Four successes. Hey, uh, you're you're very close. Uh, how many dice is in that pool? Seven. You're setting it up because you could get the, you could get the rest next time. Um, and so uh, you know you hack away into the night. And uh, next session, uh, we will begin the horrifying, uh, harrowing process of emailing professors. No, uh, <laughs> we will delve into. What the urn is, where it comes from, and why it has the powers that it has. We will learn these things, and hopefully that will help the Anarch survive for a night longer. Um, thank you to Ashley Birch and my friend Ross Bryant, uh, both of you, for being here tonight. That is tonight's session of so Vampires fun. of Pittsburgh. Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the stream of blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan. Today's Pittsburgh fact, the first smiley face emoticon was created in Pittsburgh by a computer scientist at Carnegie Mellon University. Members of the Camarilla are forbidden to communicate over the internet.